At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have, hardwired inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcast. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It's hour number three of the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. You've got a tremendous hour coming up for you guys. We're going to get you guys set up for the NFC and AFC championship games in about 15 minutes. When we're going to be joined by Albert Wynn, does a great job over at Action Network, along with being just the analytics capper himself. And we've got Megan Payne, who does great work at Wager Talk. We're going to be diving into what we all saw, turning it forward to these two big games that are going to be coming up on Sunday. In the meantime, we're going to be taking a look at some college basketball because while we've got some great college, or while we've got some great NFL games that are going to be on tap for this week, those games are not until Sunday, and we've got to make you guys some money. Before then, so we're going to be taking a look at the Monday college basketball betting card right about now as we've got a little bit more of a limited slate. For those of you guys that like some of the smaller games, we've got some games out there in the Patriot League, the SWAC. We've got a random Penn versus Hartford game, and some of those are my favorites because it doesn't matter if you're taking a look at the ACC, the Big Ten, or the MEAC slash SWAC. There's money to be made all across, and... I do think that there's some money to be made on this game and a little bit befuddling what we've seen on this total. 863-864 on the betting board. It is Detroit. They are going to be playing us to Oakland. Oakland is a five-point underdog with your total. It opened up at a 154. Now we're finding it anywhere between 152 and 152.5. And, and I thought the opening total was relatively correct, just a hair too low. I set my total at 155, so 
very curious as to why this total is ticked down because you take a look at these two defenses and saying that they're awful would honestly be polite. Out of your 363 D1 teams, both of these teams are in the bottom 25 in all of college basketball. Detroit, three or yep, 345th in college basketball in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. Sorry, I sold them too short. Bottom 30 in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis because Oakland, with their great play recently, now 337th in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. So, yeah, these teams are leaving a lot to be desired on that end. And you got a Detroit team that, honestly, they do a really good job of putting the ball in the basket. You've got Antoine Davis, who's right now leading all of college basketball with right around 26 points per game. And it's a Detroit team that they've gotten to at least 75 points and now five out of the last six games. Problem is, they've surrendered at least 75 points at each out of their last five as well. And right now, they're just short a few pieces to be able to help out Antoine Davis. As, I mean, Antoine Davis, he can do a little bit of everything for this Detroit team. He's absolutely terrific. And they do get back in the full Gerald Liddell. Liddell is the top rebounder whenever he's out there for this Detroit team. Problem is, he's missed darn near half the games thus far this season for Detroit, so that's caused a little bit of an issue, but they're without Jaden Stone, who's been a relatively solid three-point shooter for the team, as he has contributed right around 14 points per contest, shooting 52% from three-point range, by the way, and maybe without Jordan Phillips for pretty much the entirety of the calendar 2023 year, Chips in their nine points, four and a half rebounds per game, which means that you need to rely upon W.C. Anderson, who gives you nine points, four and a half rebounds. But past that, T.J. Moss, E.J. Oliver, they're guys that need to step up, and that's a little bit of an issue. I do think that they should be able to get the outright win over Oakland, but I'm going to be taking the five with Oakland because I could only set this line at three since Oakland has actually been a little bit improved on the defensive side of things. It doesn't sound like much, but... They have allowed 73 points or fewer in regulation because their game against good old Iwi Piwi, I-E-P-U-I, went to overtime. So in regulation, they've given up 73 points or fewer in far of their last five games. Meanwhile, their offense has still been pretty rock solid. They've gone past the 75-point plateau in two out of their last four games. And they have an Oakland team that they've had Trey Townsend along with Keaton Harvey be very solid for this team. Townsend, six foot six combo player, 17 points, seven and a half boards. He's able to shoot 40% from three. Harvey shoots about 40.5% from three, 12.7 rebounds per game, and Jalen Moore, he's one of the best facilitators in all of college basketball. Honestly, down with regards to his assists per game. He is currently at six per contest. A few seasons ago, he actually led all of college basketball with 8.2, but what he does a good job of, not turning the ball over. This is an Oakland team that they rank in the top 100 in terms of, of possessions per game. They turn the ball over 10.9 times per game, so... They do a solid job there. Blake Lampman, he's able to shoot about 34% from three. Not necessarily going to do a great job of shooting within the arc, but from outside the arc, he's relatively solid. Not an Oakland team that's going to cause for a lot of seals, so should get a lot of, shall we say, clean possessions for these two teams. You should have both of these teams have a lot of wide-open looks, so I did set my total at 155. I'm going to be looking at the over in this ordeal, and when it comes to this line, I did make the Detroit Titans a three-point favorite, so being able to get five, I'm going to be taking a look at the points in this spot with Oakland as well. As they've been a little bit improved on defense still, like I said, leaving a tad bit of something to be desired. One thing I will note with this college basketball board for Monday, you'll know that I have yet to preview this Wisconsin versus Northwestern game. That is a game that was supposed to be played on Saturday. 
It got postponed due to COVID-19, which I feel like I am in a time warp when I say that, going back two years ago, back when we had all those games that got canceled slash postponed due to COVID. This is one of these rare circumstances where we do have that. Expect this up to be in the AM, but I'll give you guys my thoughts right now. In the meantime, this is probably going to be 875, 876 when they listed on the betting board, if I were to guess, just because that's the way that the rotation goes. And with Wisconsin versus Northwestern, you do want to be checking in before you make any sort of bets, and I will be doing this myself, that Northwestern does not have some sort of a unexpected guy out due to COVID because they've got Boo Booey, Chase Odish, these guys, if they're out of the fold, because they combined to average about 30 and a half points per game, that would not be too terrific to say the least as you've got just COVID rampaging through this team a little bit. So it's not necessarily too terrific, but that's it. It is a team in general with Northwestern that they should be able to do a relatively solid job of holding up down low. And Wisconsin has their concerns as well as Tyler Wall was out of the fold for quite a while. And while Tyler Wall was out, Wisconsin was not able to buy a win without him now that he is back because he returned for the most recent game that they played against Penn State on Tuesday. They are rock solid once again. And in that game against Penn State, he looks solid overall for the season. Is able to give you 13 points, six half rebounds per game. He shoots it from three. doesn't necessarily shoot it well from three, but that said, just having him back out there, that is very impactful for the team. They also do have a seven-footer that has good versatility in Stephen Carl who's been able to do a nice job as a seven-footer, giving out three assists, seven rebounds, 13 points per contest. And it's a Wisconsin team that overall, they shoot about 35.5% from three with Chucky Epper, Connor Asesian being your main two guys. They both shoot about 45.5% from distance, combining for about 23.5 points per contest. And with Hepburn, he chips in there, two steals, 3.3 assists per game. But for Northwestern, they just tighten things up on defense. They are coming in, having given up at least 70 points in three of the last five games. I'm sure that they're going to be looking to restore order against a Wisconsin team that super-duper slow. Wisconsin, 335th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. Northwestern, they're more in that pocket, about 220th in terms of total possessions per game. But take a look at the way that this team has been able to tighten up on defense. It has been very significant as Northwestern, 8th in the, in the country in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis. That just by their recent shall we say, a bad run for them. They've got guys like a Matthew Nicholson. They're able to do a solid job down low. Robbie Barron, these two guys have been able to give you between five and six rebounds per game. I do think that they should be able to hold up on that end of things. And as far as my handicap is concerned, I'm making Northwestern. As of right now, this is before anything is taken into account due to COVID, and you really shouldn't see a lot of guys are out of the fold for Northwestern. But once again, Something that I'm going to be checking in on if you do have an unexpected guy or two out of the fold. But Maine Northwestern, a four-point favorite, which means I'd be willing to lay up to three and a half with them. Four and a half or more would be my buy point on Wisconsin. And set a total of 126, so 125 and a half or less. I'd be looking at an over 126 and a half or higher. I'd be taking a look at an under. Now let's take a look at a game that is going to be involving a team that I think is the best out in the Patriot League. And I think that they're being shorted here. This is 306-629-306-630. Boston U is playing host to Colgate. Right now, pretty much consensus numbers is Colgate being a five-point favorite with a total of 144. And I feel like Colgate should be a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Last time these two teams played, Colgate got a win by kind of 77 to 71 on their home floor. That was one of the worst shooting performances that we've seen from Colgate all season long. Colgate shot 32% from three-point range. They shot sub-70% at the free throw line. And yet they still got the job done by six points 
against a Boston U team that may rely a lot on Walter White. Not the Walter White from Breaking Bad. W-H-Y-T-E is the last name spelling there, so you're good on that front. But for this team, they have Walter White being able to give them about 13.5 points per contest, six rebounds, shoots a ball from three-point range. He shoots about 35% from three-point range, and then past that, you've got Ethan Britton-Watts, Jonas Harper combining for 20 points, and Britton-Watts shoots 40% from three. But other than Walter White, nobody on this team Gives you north of six rebounds per game, and that's where you're able to exploit this Colgate team. Because with the Raiders, you would think that they would be having some sort of a toothpaste mascot because they keep things minty fresh with that regard. But as a discussion for another day, but for Colgate, 262nd in the country, turns points a lot on a per possession basis. They actually give up right around two and a half points fewer per one hundred possessions when they're on the road rather than at home. But this is a Colgate team that they're an absolute lightning rod on offense. How about number eight in the country in terms of points scored on a per possession basis and in a road slash neutral court environment, they are tied for second with Houston, scoring 111.9 points per 100 possessions. It's not a Colgate team that necessarily plays super up-tempo, but you saw 148 points scored in the first time around with these two teams, and Colgate was not firing all cylinders on offense in that game. I think that they will be firing all cylinders in this game, I think that you're probably going to be in for a little bit of late-game felling as well. As I said, Colgate as a 7.5-point favorite. I'm going to lay the number with the Raiders with regards to the total. Set mine at a 147.5, so seeing the 144, willing to go over and going to be willing to ride with Colgate in this spot as well. And coming up next, we always ride with these two guests. Megan Payton does great work at Wager Talk, along with Albert Wynn does great work at Action Network. Going to be recapping what we saw this week in the NFL and turning it forward with them next, right here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Father's Day is coming. A day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us. To crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off. No dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian cocktail maker, it's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so Dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. 
$50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, which is the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or they don't provide the satisfaction that you are looking for. But Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you because Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zinn online or find a store that is nearest you at Zinn.com. That is ZYN.com today. And warning that this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Great to be joined by our two guests. Megan Payton does great work over there at Wager Talk. Likewise for Albert Wynn over at Action Network. And we saw some great games over the weekend. And in my opinion... We've got the best four teams in the NFL in the championship game. I think that if you want to make the argument that the Bills are perhaps at number four team and maybe you would have won these teams at number five, I'm willing to hear that. But just I want to get into this with you to start out with, Albert. I do feel like we've got these top four teams in, and I think that that bears out in the futures market with no team really being anything less than about plus 225, plus 230 to win the Super Bowl, and nobody above like, plus 325-ish. Yeah, it's the tightest futures I've seen in a while when we've uh, looked at these final four teams. You're right, though. I think these are the four best teams. I wish Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City is a a little healthier heading into this game, but I think it's still going to be an awesome game. I think we're going to see, you know, a budding rivalry between Mahomes and Burrow. Everyone picked Josh Allen heading into the season. He had a great year. The Bills are an awesome team, but... Burrow just gets it done, and he went on the road and got it done in Buffalo. Super impressive. And then on the NFC side, you saw Brock Purdy. He still hasn't lost, Megan. He still has not lost. So props to him, props to that coaching staff and that amazing defense. I agree. And, Megan, I don't know if you've got any disagreement here, but I do think that it is so interesting that we've got these four teams because they always say this when it comes to a sport that I love in college basketball you love Cinderella when they are able to pull off an upset in the round of 64 and make it to the Sweet 16. But when it comes to the Final Four, you want the best teams, and I think that we've got the best teams. We do. And, hey, funny enough, the three of these teams were in the NFC slash AFC Championship last year, so that should tell you that we've got a reoccurring theme here, and you're going to see Burrow and Mahomes for a while. This is the Brady and Rodgers uh, you know, rivalry-ish, we'll say, for the future. Now, Josh Allen will be in the mix, and I think this Bills team, they're upset because I said this on a show a few days ago. 
their minimum requirement was going to the Super Bowl. This is like yep. their year to do it, and they weren't able to. The one thing that I'm, you know, a little bit upset about is this Bengals Chiefs team is just not going to be the same competitive rivalry that we're used to seeing or that we have seen the last three times where the Bengals have come up with the win. Patrick Mahomes' high ankle sprain is going to be a huge issue. I don't think we're talking about it enough. I'm sure it is going to be the storyline this week. I know Mahomes is a tough player. He went out in that game and he said, I don't care what's going on. You know, wrap it up, tape me up. I want to get out there and play in this playoff game. But things are going to settle down. Adrenaline wears off. You take some time off of it. The swelling gets worse. I'm not a doctor here. But just listening to analysts and other doctors, this is going to be a rough situation for Patrick Mahomes. I'm sure he'll do his best to play, but he's not going to look like the Mahomes that we're used to seeing. I think the Bengals have an advantage here, even with three of their starting offensive line out there. With that, I'd say the Bengals right now have the edge. Yep, I think that that's so important that you bring that up, Megan. And I, myself, am not a doctor. I haven't even said it at a Holiday Inn Express in a while, so I don't even have that going for me, but... <laughs> That said, I want to turn this to you, Albert, because I don't think that there's any way humanly possible that Patrick Mahomes misses this game. I think somehow, someway, he finds a way to go out there. But I think the question becomes, does he actually finish the game or not? What sort of Patrick Mahomes do we get? And that's why we've seen the line in terms of this game between the Bengals and also the Kansas City Chiefs go down because it opened up at two. Now we're seeing it anywhere between Pickham and one. And I think when it's all said and done, if the news is bad on Patrick Mahomes, this could be a spot where the Bengals do end up as a favorite. Meanwhile, if the news is actually very good on Patrick Mahomes, I don't think that you get past the opener of two. So I think that if you like the Bengals, much like it sounds like Megan does, and I'm right now finding myself liking the Bengals as well, you want to probably take it right now rather than waiting because, I mean, the difference between one and two I, it's not really much of anything. Meanwhile, if you have a flip of favorites, that's very meaningful. Yeah, the Bengals have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs three times in a row. They went into Kansas City last year. They did the same situation where it was the AFC Championship. They they beat a healthy Mahomes. They beat Tyreek Hill on the road. So, I mean, it was very, very impressive. Um, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to think more of the contrarian side here, Greg and Megan. I know there's a lot of negative news Patrick Mahomes most likely is going to sleep in a hyperbaric chamber for the next five days, get shot up on Sunday night and and play. But I think him being at 80, 90% might be uh, a good thing for them because I think their best weapon right now is Isaiah Pacheco, and he is a beast. He runs so hard. He um, He's always hitting the hole hard and fast, and I think – uh, if the Chiefs lean on that running game, I think it's going to be better because it's going to keep Joe Burrow off the field. So I think the game here is going to be close to a pick em. I think we're going to get negative news all week long when it comes to Mahomes. Is he practicing? Is he not? Most likely he's not going to practice on Wednesday, which is going to you know notify the books again. But I think there's value here on the home team, especially the team that's coming off three losses in a row against the same Cincinnati Bengals team. Just too much negative news. I don't like to overreact when I handicap like that. So I, I like Kansas City Chiefs. Hopefully it's going to be a pick em by a kickoff. If I think that that's so interesting to take a look at because I'll turn this to you, Megan. I think the maybe the way that you take a look at fading the Chiefs here as well as taking a look at Patrick Mahomes player props under because... I do think yeah. that when it comes down to it, there might be a chance that Patrick Mahomes starts the game, but 
Maybe the pain is a little bit too great that he's not able to finish the game. Maybe you have to have Chad Henney take a few snaps from him. I think that there's a lot of ways to be able to go about this situation, whether it be backing the Chiefs like it sounds like Albert is going to, whether it be backing the Bengals like you are looking to, or perhaps a player prop perspective because we see it a lot of times where just because a guy is able to start a game doesn't mean that he's necessarily able to finish it or be 100%. Yeah, maybe we're shying away completely from side here. And Albert, great minds think alike because Isaiah Pacheco impressed me so much out there today. I mean, he had over 90 rushing yards and he's just a player that you can tell plays with great toughness. He was, I'd say, this huge addition for Kansas City's offense this season. He's able to create gaps, holes. This Chiefs offensive line, they've been doing good for him. But if they can get a solid run game going, you're not going to need to rely completely on Patrick Mahomes. And it's kind of the same when you flip over to the Bengals' side because Joe Burrow looked insane out there today. But guess what? Joe Mixon had over 100 rushing yards for a player that hasn't been doing as well from a rushing standpoint this season season on the Bengals side, but Mixon had been doing well from the receiving end. If you can get a run game going, you can stand and play in this league. And that's the biggest problem when we go back to the Bills and why they can't win games when it matters is because you're putting too much pressure on Josh Allen. Devin Singletary, what, didn't even get 60 rushing yards? I believe the whole team didn't have over 70 rushing yards. You can't play in the NFL at a high level if you can't get a run game going. So it's really going to come down to two things here. It's going to come down to obviously the health and the status of Patrick Mahomes, but how much can Isaiah Pacheco run and how much can Joe Mixon run? I'm excited to see these two players out there. So I definitely think there's a player prop market for this game. And we've talked so much about the chief side of things with the injury to Patrick Mahomes. Albert, I want to talk to you about just the Cincinnati Bengals in general. What did you see out of the game that we saw against the Buffalo Bills and how much of that was just the Bengals being able to figure out how to scheme things up with their offensive line and how much of it was the Bills perhaps being a little bit overrated this season because for much of the season in terms of so many people's power rankings the Bills were that number one team they were the team that everyone was expecting to go to the Super Bowl they don't win a they don't get the job done here and the only game that they won in the playoffs was against the Dolphins team that was starting Skylar Thompson. Yeah, I, I didn't say it. Greg said it. I, the Bills were overrated all season long. But I think with this game here, and, and Megan alluded to this a great insight here, an elite team is able to win in multiple ways. And I think, you know, with the Chiefs, the the, the 49ers, and uh, the Bengals we saw today, they can win a game that's in the 30s and 40s in a shootout, or they can win a game where it's in the teens. So I think that uh, type of versatility is what really separates, you know, these four teams that we see here in the final four versus the rest of the league. Josh Allen and the Bills, they need uh, more of a high scoring game. And honestly, without Dabo calling the plays, it didn't seem like uh, they were really utilizing Josh Allen's strengths uh, really well this week or as as well as last week, right? It was a really close game against Miami. It took a, a last uh, a comeback to, to be a, a team where they were favored by two touchdowns. So um, this is a tough game. I think the Bengals have a lot of sh- uh, a really good shot here. I like Joe Burrow a lot. I'll come back at you with a stat that I think is very interesting about the impact of Brian Dable. And we're also going to take a look at the NFC side of things with Megan Payton and Albert Wynn next here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Beeson, the Sports Betting Network.
experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's biggest game, the VSIN experts have you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN shows and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving on every single game. TPI betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where experts break down all the big game props, best bets, Brackets, especially when it comes to college basketball. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe to sign up for just $9.99 and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. That is at vsin.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vcin, the Sports Betting Network, being rejoined by Megan Payne, does great work over at Wager Talk. Likewise for Albert Wynn, who does amazing work over there at Action Network. And I tease you guys a little bit of a set involving Brian Dable. Uh, here it is. With Josh Allen, he led the AFC in terms of qualifying passers in turnovers this year. Meanwhile, Daniel Jones, among quarterbacks that threw for at least 2,500 yards, fewest interceptions of all of them. That is the power of Brian Dable, and that's why I think got the Bills going home, and that's why the Giants overachieved, though. We saw that come to an end on Saturday with the, with the Giants just not being a match for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I will start out with this with you, Megan. Just what did you make out of that game? Because I've felt pretty much for the entirety of the season that as long as healthy, the Philadelphia Eagles are the top team in the NFC. And even with the 49ers being able to get past the Dallas Cowboys, I still feel that way. I absolutely agree, uh, agree, Greg. Uh, The Eagles and the Niners are the two most complete teams in the NFC. And we'll break down that game here in a sec. But to give credit to the Giants and specifically head coach Brian Dable, I mean, he's turning this franchise around. He has already. No one expected the Giants to win more than six games, let alone make it to the playoffs and stand a chance here and win a wild card game, make it to the divisional round. And this is why Brian Dable should still be a top candidate for coach of the year. That stat you mentioned about Josh Allen and Daniel Jones. I've heard many reporters say this, analysts say this. Brian Dable's going to get the most out of Daniel Jones. So we're now going to see his top level. We've seen this, and this is why Daniel Jones will probably be the starting quarterback for New York next year because of the coaching that he has. Now looking forward and saying, all right, how did this match up against the Eagles? It didn't match up. The Eagles are a better team. Jalen Hurts looked great out there. He looked not hurt. I mean, honestly, they were able to get a run game going uh, with Miles Sanders, and uh, they were able to use their targets. I mean, how about Dallas Goddard? That was one of the props that I had. I didn't have a great week in betting, but one of the props I did have was the over on tight end Dallas Goddard, and he had over 50 receiving yards. This Eagles team is able to win in many different ways, and their defense was able to do a lot against a Giants offense that couldn't handle anything. Yep, I am in total agreement with you. And Albert, what did you make out of the Eagles this week? Because I do think that the 49ers are going to be a very formidable team, especially up front. I think that that is going to be the toughest matchup that the Eagles have faced all season long. But I do feel like the Eagles are just a little bit of a different breed at this point. And the quarterback disparity, I think, is going to be quite large in this game as well. Yeah, I do want to pat myself on the back. The Eagles play was my favorite all weekend long. So it was nice. uh, No sweat win there on Saturday night. The Philadelphia Eagles are the best team from a talent standpoint, both on the offense and defensive end. If you look at the top 22 players, the starters on each side, 
With that being said, Greg and Megan, the great equalizer when it comes to a game, and we saw it today, are turnovers, right? So if that awesome San Francisco defensive line, linebacking core, or even their secondary can force one or two turnovers, shorten the field for Brock Purdy, you never know what's going to happen. I do think it's a, a tough hill to climb. I do think the Eagles are going to be larger than two-and-a-half-point favorites, which they are right now. It opened up one. It's been bet up to two-and-a-half. I think it will get to three points by kickoff. Um, the Eagles are a better team. They're at home. Uh, they have really no weaknesses. The only weakness I see is we haven't seen Jalen Hurts get to the Super Bowl yet, but he's made such unbelievable strides this season. Um, I mean, it's 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 only natural that the Philadelphia Eagles, who have the best record in the entire NFL, get there. So um, with that being said, equalizer is, is, is the turnovers. We saw that today. The Cowboys had two. Dak had really two really bad interceptions at really bad times. Put the, you know, took away points at the end of the first half and gave points away. So it was a big swing to the for the 40, uh, 49ers there. So if that happens, you know, on, on Sunday afternoon, I think uh, 49ers have a chance. Yep, and I have no idea what that final play was. I'll say what it, what it is in that 49ers <laughs> versus Cowboys game. That was interesting to say the least. I can't say it was good. I can say it was interesting, though, and... Megan, when it comes to the 49ers, how do you think they are going to be able to match up with the Eagles? Because I do think that this is going to be the toughest game for the Eagles to really pull out in the NFC just because in terms of the battle in the trenches, this is going to be the toughest one for them. But with that said, if you figure that both of these teams are relatively equal with regards to their lines, you have to default to the better quarterback, and that by far in this circumstance is Jalen Hurts, who had a lot of question marks going into Saturday. I think you put darn near all of those to rest. Yeah, here's where I'm looking at for Eagles-Niners. It's, first of all, going to be a very difficult game to handicap, and I've been going back and forth already the last, like, three hours. But the Eagles have really good pass defense. That's their strength, number one in pass defense. So the Niners are really going to need to rely on Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. Those are two, I mean, great players to have to rely on. But the Niners aren't going to necessarily need to win this game through Brock Purdy. I think that they could rely on the run whereas the Eagles are going to be going up against a Niners run defense that's top in the league. So we're going to need to see less from Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders running the ball or even Jalen Hurts on his feet. We're going to need to see Jalen Hurts' arm strength, his power, his connection with Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. So those two matchups, we'll call it, are going to be interesting to watch. And I think that, yes, it will be somewhat of a battle of quarterbacks, but this Eagles pass defense has been good. So if the Niners can win with McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell, they're going to force Jalen Hurts to move the ball down the field in the passing game because they're probably not going to be able to run it as well as they did this week uh, against the um, Giants. And how do you see this playing out, Albert? Because I do think that it is so interesting to take a look at both of these teams, some of their strengths, some of their weaknesses. Megan just brought it up. This is a 49ers team that does a great job of being able to swallow up the run game. But it feels like with Jalen Hurts, Really, other than the one game, I believe, against the Chicago Bears, he has not really given a clunker all season long, and he's yeah. proven that he's able to do it through the air. He's able to do it from yeah. the pocket. He's able to do it moving around. He has been really, in my opinion, the most consistent player in the league. I'm not going to call him the best, but I'm going to call him the most consistent. Yeah, I think my favorite play or my favorite look on this uh, for this game is going to be the under because I think Megan alluded to the game script that the Niners are going to do. They want to control the clock. 
They want to lean on Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Elijah Mitchell, uh, guys like that to really uh, milk the clock and shorten the game, right? L limit the amount of possessions because we know how explosive and how exciting the Philadelphia Eagles can be. With that being said, the, the Niners defense also matches really well against the Eagles, right? Uh, Dallas Goddard, uh, um, you know, Megan mentioned, you know, one of the top tight ends and have been a security blanket for Jalen Hurts, but we know that the linebacker core for the Niners cover tight ends really well. The safeties are really good. I think the biggest mismatch could be Devontae Smith. It's going to be de uh, very dependent on timing and things like that. So I think the formula for a for success for the 49ers is going to be to continue to lean on the run. For those reasons, I do like the under here because I think the possessions are going to be limited. I think that that's a good look because with both of these defenses, they have both been able to bear down with the Eagles. They have had from time to time a little bit of a tough time of being a bottle up the run game, but we saw them against the Giants be able to do a much better job on that front against one of the league's best running backs in Saquon Barkley. So I do think that they've been able to improve in that aspect. And Megan, when it comes to the Super Bowl, who do you have being able to make the big game? Because I take a look at it, I just think that the Eagles are going to be able to get it done. And I do think that, to your point, this could change a little bit if we see good news on Patrick Mahomes, but I think the Bengals are able to get there. Gosh, well... Ah, I've been saying for the last few weeks that I think it's Chiefs Niners. I think it's the rematch from a few years ago. But as of now, with the latest of what we know of Patrick Mahomes, it's really hard for me to predict that the Chiefs are are beating this Bengals, red hot Bengals team that's won three straight against the Chiefs. So if I had to say it right now, this is subject to change. I'm taking <laughs> Niners Bengals. I love it. And Albert. You're free to subject to change as well because I am a little bit as well because I want to see the Patrick Mahomes injury. But for me right now, I've got the Eagles and I've got the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Who do you have? I think we all agree on the Philadelphia Eagles and NFC. Um, no. I'm going to go. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. You Niners. Like the Niners. Yes, I, yes, yes. I, I like the Eagles and I'm going to put a lot of faith in Andy Reid. I think he is going to scheme a game against the Bengals. It's a great revenge spot from last year as well. I think the Chiefs are going to make the Super Bowl and Patrick Mahomes is going to win the regular season MVP as well as the Super Bowl MVP. All three of us have a different Super Bowl. I absolutely love it. That is the way that we that's need to do it right here. That's the way here. it's supposed to be. And may the better person win. Megan Payton does great work at Wager Talk. Albert Wynn over at Action Network. They join me. They do absolutely amazing work covering the NFL. And we close things up next. I take a look at my DK Nation pick for college basketball for Monday here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.
Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off, no dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian cocktail maker, it's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all natural bitters, so dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Winter sports are in full swing, and Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, boosts. Whether you're a fan of basketball, football, or hockey, BetRivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more as it is a whole new game. This is the final segment of the Great Peterson Experience on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Finally, final segment for tonight. It is not the final segment for forever, at least I hope not. That would not be good news for myself. But with that said, if you're listening live to the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN.com, what have you, you've got coming up next a replay of the Greg Peterson Experience. If you're listening on podcast form, I have no idea what's coming up next for you. It could be anything. It could be more VEASAN. It could be another Greg Peterson podcast. It could be weeknight. I don't know what shopping with Dave. You, I have no idea. Whatever you are subscribed to on podcast, you're going to be getting that. But with that said, I what I do know is that at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, you're getting follow the money with Mitch Moss, Paul Howard. They've got an absolutely amazing Monday show for you guys as we saw an insane week of NFL action. And we're going to be getting two bangers in the NFC-AFC championship game. We saw some... Very interesting basketball games over the weekend. I'm sure I'm win some, lose some. Those of you guys that, like me, had the Dayton versus George Washington under, and there were 29 points scored in the final 59 seconds. I sure hope that makes it. I'm still salty about that, so hopefully you guys are as well if you had that, because, man, there were some beats this weekend. We're going to put it to you that way, but we're going to look to try to avoid those beats here in this final segment and try to make you guys some money for this college basketball Monday and we go to my DK Nation pick, and we go out to ACC country as it is 865-866 on the betting board. Duke is on the road facing off against Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech opened up a one-point favorite. Now they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and your total on this game is ranging between 137.5 and 138, and 
I'm a little bit befuddled as to why this money is coming in on Virginia Tech. They're riding a seven-game losing streak, and it's something that I alluded to a little bit earlier in the show. Sometimes you just find people that they try to outsmart themselves. They try to look for angles that are not there. I feel like that's happening once again here with Virginia Tech. Now, home court advantage is massive in college basketball, and this is a Duke team that I do think that they still need to get a little bit more out of some of their freshmen in order to really reach their peak potential. But that said, it looks like they are starting to come into that. Someone in Derek Lively who was, by all accounts, a top-five prospect consensus for the 2022 uh, recruiting class. He has not been able to live up to that billing, right around 4 points, 3.7 rebounds per game. But in that game against Miami on Saturday, it looked like he was able to start to scratch the surface on what he can become. He had 10 rebounds, just six points, but five blocks, really dominant down low. Kyle Filipowski is your main man for Duke. 15 points, nine and a half rebounds per game, and now you've got Derek White at going. He was injured during the offseason, and that affected him towards the early part of this season. He's now been able to register double figures in five out of the last seven games, and the team is 4-1 when he does so. And they're going up against a Virginia Tech team that they're better than their record would indicate. This is a team that is currently riding a seven-game losing streak. I don't think that you should be fading them just because of the record and the record alone. This is more of a back of Duke rather than a fade of Virginia Tech in this run because in their seven straight losses, they've lost all of them by 10 points or fewer. And this is a team that they rank in the top 85 in terms of point, both points scored and points allowed on a per-possession basis. You've got a pair of guys in Justin Mutz along with Grant Basile who both have been able to do a rock-solid job for this team with Mutz just a stat sheet suffer. He is a matrix in that he fills up every column of the stat sheet. He's able to give this team right around 15 points. He's 40% for three, seven and a half rebounds, a block, a steal. Gives you a few assists. I like what he's able to do. And then Basile comes in from right state. He has been Mr. Right. 14 points, five and a half boards. She's 38 and a half percent from three point range. This is a Virginia Tech team that does a good job not turning the ball over 10 times for contest. A little bit more of a slow tempo team at right around 250th terms of total possessions per game, but their three-point shooting percentage, that was very good last year as Sean Padula throwing their Darius Maddox and these two guys, they were both able to shoot well north of 45% from three-point range. They're both shooting about 32% from distance this year. Now, they do get back Hunter Couture. Couture has been one of their better three-point shooters. Last year shot 41.5% from three, a little bit of a fall this year, but still shooting 40%. From three-point range, they've gotten a back the last two games to combine 17 points and eight assists for him. So that helps out this offense just a little bit. But for Duke, they've got this size of edge on low. And Duke, they've been much better on defense this year. They rank in the top 50 in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis. And the big key for them is to hold an opponent to fewer than 69 points. When they have done that, they are undefeated this year. 12-0 when they allow 69 points or more, they're 2-5. That is absolutely massive in this ordeal, and I do think that they're going to be able to do that against a Virginia Tech team that has been a little bit lost with their offense. You take a look at this Virginia Tech team, and in their most recent slide, they have broken the 69-point plateau just twice, just twice. One of those came against Wake Forest, a very up-tempo Wake Forest team, and in general, it is a Virginia Tech team that, with their fall-off in terms of three-point shooting and now having to go up against a Duke team that has just been locked and loaded with regards to their size. That's a bit of an issue. And on top of that, for Duke, a little bit more of the reason why I am willing to back them in this spot is now that they have Jeremy Roach. 
back in the fold. Roach, really the main facilitator for this team. He was missing for a few games. He came back in the Miami game, was able to all four assists, ran the offense relatively efficiently, and I do think that that is going to be a big key in this game. And because I do like Duke to not just be able to cover the spread, I like them to win outright. My DK Nation write-up most likely going to be just taking the small amount of points with Duke just because typically when I post these things up, you typically don't have money lines available. If there is a money line available, I'll certainly take the money line. But that said, I do think that it's probably going to be a case where it gets published a little bit too early. But that said, I do like Duke outright. But because of that as well, I mentioned it with Duke being able to hold down their opponents in terms of the uh, point total of 69 or less. I did set my total at 135 and a half. So I'm looking at the under and I'm looking at Duke. I personally like them outright on the money line in the DK Nation write-up that is on the Duke side. Also, what we're going to be finding on this college basketball Monday is quite a few smaller games, including North Dakota and Western Illinois. 869-870 on the betting board. I believe that this is a game that they pushed back due to some snow that we were seeing out in the northern slash more mountainous part of the country and with western illinois they're a six and a half point favorite your total on scheme is 139 and a half and it's a very strange circumstance because you got a pair of teams that are really not doing a great job on defense north dakota is improved on defense the reason why they're improved on defense is that take a look at your d1 teams last season there were only 359 last season this year there are 363 but with that said north dakota they were third worst of the country. It turns the points a lot on a per-possession basis. They're now 301st. So congratulations on being able to improve there. For Western Illinois, in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis, they are 270th. But neither of these teams necessarily do a lot on offense either. So you got a little bit of a horse apiece situation. I did set my total at 138. Despite the fact that you've got two inefficient defenses, you got two bad offenses, and you got a pair of teams that they aren't really looking to push the tempo. Western Illinois, they're playing significantly more slowly this season as they're now 171st in terms of total possessions per game. And if you look at their last five, their last three games, in terms of total possessions, they're playing at a little bit more than five fewer than they have for the remainder of the season. Meanwhile, this is a North Dakota team that they really have cranked things down. They're more around 270th in the country in terms of total possessions per game as well. So I do think that that is very important to take a look at in this ordeal. You've got a North Dakota team that you've got B.J. Omat as really your lone double-figure scorer putting in their 11 points per contest. Now, what I do like about this North Dakota team is that they've got a big man in so State, He's been able to give you right around five rebounds per game, five-plus boards, and now four out of the last five games. So he's been able to ascend a little bit more for this team. Meanwhile, you've got a Western Illinois team that they've got Josiah West down low. He's able to give you six rebounds per game. You're really relying upon your two main guards. That'd be Trenton Mason along with Alec Roser. Roser comes in from Winona State. He's been able to give the team right around 15 points, shoots in high 30s from three-point range, gives you a few rebounds. And then Trenton Mason, a little bit over five rebounds, five to 16 points per game, seal and a half, just is able to fill up every column of the stat sheet. I like what he's able to bring to the table. But for North Dakota, guys like a Jalon West, who doesn't necessarily give you a lot of scoring, but gives you a trio of assists, gives you a few rebounds, that's solid. It feels like you've got a little bit more depth with this North Dakota team. So this is a circumstance where I did set my total at 138. I'm going to be diving under in this spot. And with Western Illinois, could only set them as a six-point favorite. So we'll take the six half that I've got available to me for North Dakota. And that leads us into our pro tip for our number three, as this one involves basketball as well. Vston.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort these by show and by sport. And when handicapping college basketball totals, 
consider coaching tendencies because you always get the late game fouling. I mentioned the bad beat a little bit earlier in Dayton versus George Washington. There are some teams that when they're down eight with a minute left to go, they will fell. There are other teams that they will call off the dogs. But a pair of guys that they always go hard. They're always playing to the whistle. That would be Mitch Moss, Paul Howard, follow the money. Comes your way 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, guys? This is Sean, Lights Out Merriman, and Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at LightsOutXF.com, and we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to LightsOutXF.com. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. <laughs> 